0: It's 7 o'clock. Time for the sports phone. Jerry's in Portland, but Jerry is not here. On the uh, Jerry went to a Super Bowl party, so we have Tim Anderson, first-time guest host, very frequent caller in the studio. Hello, Tim. Hello, hello. And we're going to... Uh, I heard the Super Bowl just ended. Um, let me just get that score one more time. Uh, 23-20 for the Los Angeles Rams. Another close game, but it didn't go into overtime. We'll let any caller that wants to call up and talk about the uh, Super Bowl and if the 49ers should have been in and anything you want to talk about. Um, this is the Sports Phone fr- uh, Sunday nights. We're an open forum sports phone.
1: What is the Sports Phone, Tim? It is a listener-driven program where if you have a topic of anything that's related to sports... And you would like to hear input from the community and or share the information. It is a wonderful place to uh, engage in talk of sports of any type, of any level. Tim and
0: I have both been, as Jerry would say, Tim and I um, have both been players. We've both been coaches. We've both been parents of players. Um, And we sit around, Tim and I have been doing it since 4.30 today. We've been we've been talking sports, and a little family stuff. And uh, Jerry, maybe he'll call in. He watched the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl's over. Uh, we're opening up the phone lines right now. 707-895-2448. eight nine five two four four eight. We'll take a Super Bowl report if there's anything worthwhile in the in the world of football, which uh, <laughs> ever been my favorite sport. Um, let's get started with, uh, this day in sports, Tim. I got some... Hello, you're on the sports phone.
2: Hey, good evening, guys. How you doing?
0: We're doing good.
2: This is Bill from Pirate. Hi,
0: Bill. Now I, now, now, now I recognize your voice, Bill. I don't think I'm ever going to miss it again. All right, great. Well, I'm not going to talk about the Super Bowl. <laughs> what do you got? All right, I got something else. I'm going to start with a little anecdote, okay?
2: All right, an anecdote, yes. A historical anecdote. So, uh, one afternoon, many years ago, I was driving home from work in Berkeley, and I was stopped in a line of traffic uh, at a signal light. And uh, my driver's side door, the window was rolled down, and all of a sudden... I hear this, Oakland A's, huh? And I look and there's a guy in a pickup truck beside me and he's saying it to me. So he must have seen the little bumper sticker on my bumper for the Oakland A's. And I smiled and nodded and gave him a little thumbs up. And immediately, in a booming baritone voice, he said, National League. And that was it. And then the light changed and everything had to move. So I thought, okay, you know, what about it? And then it occurred to me, he was referring to the one element in the game that distinguishes the National League from the American League, which is the designated hitter. He was warning it over me, or trying to, but because of the extra strategies necessary, uh, when a pitcher has to bat, the National is the Superior League. And I recalled that incident Thursday afternoon when up on my computer screen comes the story that after a hundred years of tradition, Major League Baseball is going to introduce the designated hitter to the National League starting this season.
0: So now there'll and be a designated hitter in both leagues.
2: Both leagues, right?
0: It goes. It goes it...
2: I started thinking, wow. I wonder if that guy and everybody, the countless others who agreed with him, are choking on their dinner tonight.
0: Well, because I, you know...
2: it's big. That is more than a hundred years of tradition that they're sending out the window. And of course, the debates are coming fast and furious over whether it's a good move or not. So I'd be really interested in hearing what some other people uh, might think about it because it's a big story. I mean, it, it's, it is it's a tradition-busting tradition, tradition busting move. And, you know, there are pros and cons, uh, which I could pick off, but I've told my little story and broke the news about it, and maybe some other people would have some opinions about it.
0: I'm going to encourage that. I've got an opinion. Thanks for the call, Bill.
2: You bet, man. Bye-bye.
0: I, I don't know about you, Tim, but but I'm on a traditionalist. With um, I grew up playing sandlot b- baseball and playing streets b- street basketball, and there was this old thing, you know, y- you had to earn your ups. That's what we used to call it. <laughs> you, sure. you had to go out in the field and play to be able to bat. I don't know if that was a little league thing or or but but that but that's a, I, I was amazed when any league you, you got to. I mean, it seems like. You had to bat if you were pitching, and you couldn't bat if you weren't. So, I don't know. That's my feeling on it.
1: I think part yeah. of it too is uh, American culture is is very fascinated with scoring, that's... and you know I think that's one of the reasons potentially that soccer hasn't. Bloomed in our country like it has in many other parts of the world in that you know there's 2 1 as a frequent score and uh, huh. designated hitting maybe spices up and more runs and there's um, got to be some reason because I mean
0: soccer is sure by far the number one sport in the world for spectators and it seems like the rest of the world' doesn't, you maybe that is the um Um, maybe that is the reason, um, that Americans don't follow it. I I think, I'm not sure that's the reason, Tim. I I think Americans, we didn't start it, so it just isn't
1: ours. I don't know. But didn't lacrosse start here as, I mean, are there other parts? That's an interesting comment of the origins of the sport are ones that we've embraced more. Yeah, yeah. Just, I, I just know. think That's if it's not
0: ours, you know, soccer is considered European. It's by far the the most popular sport in the world. This is the only place it isn't. Uh, I got a text from the Z man. I didn't know about the designated hitter decision. I think boo, boo. I think pitchers should bat. I agree with that. If if you, uh, I think you should have to bat. I don't think you should be able to bat if you're not playing. I love to see these pitchers bat. It was always such a uh, you know I I liked it cuz it was always so controversial you you know you'd expect a strike out and then and then they would uh
1: then all of a sudden what do we got this this pitcher that's the best hitter in the league this year <laughs> there it, it uh it was always interesting to see the ones that that were successful at it and there there have been some over the years that that could put the ball in play 707 895 2448
0: we just ended the Super Bowl, uh, we have someone that just told us the American League is, or is it the National? Who, who is just joining the uh, designated hitter? Who National, had it? National, I think. And both teams, both leagues are now going to have uh, designated hitters. Uh, this day in sports. I got a list here. Um, give a call if you have any anything to add to any of these. February 13th. 1920 the first organizational meeting of the negro baseball league which apparently was a high-level baseball league in its day um you know it was before our time tim so um i just read about it you know the satchel pages of the world and um i think jackie robinson played there before he made the move I, i can't imagine he didn't 1923, February 13th, the first black pro basketball team, the Renaissance, they were called the Rens. Um, this is back when there was a white National Basketball Association. There was different regional leagues. And the, the Rens, the Renaissance, they were the first bas- all-black pro basketball team. This is my favorite of the day. February 13th, 1937. The Boston Redskins were sold to the Washington Redskins. I thought the Washington Redskins started in Washington. They now have switched their name for political correctness reasons and respect reasons. They are now the Washington Commanders. I believe so. The Commanders. And I think my favorite one of all time... February thirteenth, nineteen eighty, the Lake Placid Winter Olympics uh, started that day, and I was there. Never forget it, uh, Lake Placid, um, nineteen eighty. My friend, all my college friends. I was four years out of college. We were living and working. It was my pre-basketball in Europe days. We were living and working around Vermont and northern New York State. We all gathered in Lake Placid. We worked. We we built things. We cleaned things up, and then we waited for the Olympics to start. And we were on the streets, Tim, for the uh, for you call it one of the biggest um, upsets of all time. The uh, what's it called? The uh, Miracle on Ice. Yes. When the USA beat Russia in 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 hockey in Lake Placid, I was I was on the streets. It was it was fun stuff. So anyway, that's this day in sports. Any of those uh, jump out at you, Tim?
1: The Hockey um, upset was one that I remember as a kid. Of how old were you in 1980? I was 10 years old. 10 years? Wow. Yep. And just the the story of how good the Russian team was and how dominant they had been through the Olympics, and the fact that we just there there was not supposed to have a chance at all. And for them to to come out and and win, that was, uh, like they say, a miracle on ice. It was was just
0: a miracle that people survived in the streets after that game. I've never seen a street party like that. I imagine those kind of things that happened in Lake Placid in 1980, in the game and on the streets, one of those things that just happens. You can't repeat it. You can't predict it. You just... uh, It was very exciting. So anyway, that's
1: this day, February 13th. And we're in the Olympics right now. It'd be interesting to see if anybody has any great Olympic stories out there that they have witnessed in our current Olympics. I know there's
0: there's some controversy already. I think it was a 15-year-old Russian skater, a Russian cross-country skier i i don't i don't have the details but i i, I heard enough that uh was caught for doping who <laughs> would have thought 15 year old um don't know the details behind that if anybody anybody has the details um i know the uh i know the usa has got some medals uh, we usually don't
1: um Norway, I believe, is dominating at this As point. usual. Yep, yep, yep. Hello, Cole. You're on the air.
3: Hey, way to go. The Olympics. I'm, I'm so uh, I'm pleased. Thank you for uh, the topic. W- what an amazing event that this this uh, planet of ours has is to gather people from all over the globe with great sportsmanship, great sportspersonship, and and done these amazing things. And China is... Uh, it's just amazing that they're able to pull it off in this day and age the, the speed and extreme this is an extreme event that's going on hello are you still there
1: yes i, I fully agree um, yeah, I mean, to have amateur athletes a human
3: being can go down a, uh, an icy slide 75 miles an hour without an engine without propellant it's, it's unheard of and it is so extreme and so amazing and downhill skiing is amazing and rhythm dance is amazing these amazing athletes that get out there and do poetic justice to their sport I, I, I'm just thrilled and I'm, I'm glad it's there it's maybe not as romantic and uh, uh, that the previous events have been there's not enough people there cheering but uh, somehow it's being pulled off and it's, it's a total joy
0: oh, that's great Yeah, so um, so you're an Olympic fan. Do you like the X Games?
3: Not really. I'm not. I'm not a big sports fan. Uh, But things like this are hard to hard to pass up, and it's just uh, it's 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 so amazing to see how well everybody gets along. How the the winner will you know the second and third and losers will come up and give the winner a hug. It's just it's 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 just. It's thrilling
1: and amazing. I agree. It's one of those things that uh, competition ha- has, uh, when it's done right, like this, and and done in the right vein. And and I'm going to give it my all, and you are too. And um, let's let's get after it, and and do what we can, and the, and the sacrifices, and some of the the human stories behind what they have to do to be able to get to compete as amateur athletes. Many of them, you know, have regular gigs, and this is something that they do um, out of love of of the competition and the sport is is really special.
3: Yeah, very, very well put. And uh, these are sort of our all these people from all over the world are national heroes, and we should thank them for their service.
0: Thanks for the call.
3: Good
0: night, Suzanne. You're on the air with a Sports Phone. Hello? Hello, you're on.
4: <laughs> okay. Um, so I don't know because I didn't have my radio on after I called um, about the Russian, it was a skater, a young skater. I don't yeah. know if somebody already called about that. Yeah. I, I just said, I'll give
0: do you know any details about it?
4: Well, she tested positive in December, apparently. <laughs> Forget what the substance was, though. <laughs> <laughs> Steroid, maybe. I'm thinking. So
1: I don't know. They're going to
4: make a yeah, and they're going to make a ruling uh, because she has a competition in the next few days, I think. So they're going to decide. Hmm. I don't know how they would decide not to how to decide to let her stay because it seems like it's clear cut. But what do I know? So
0: it's it's, uh, it's considered cheating. They, they get, I
4: would think so. Yep,
0: yeah, it's it's so that we we've got, we've got people, um, that think should be anything goes in sports, and uh, but we we've got the the federations that are trying to keep drugs trying in. to keep it yeah. sort of fair, mm. you know.
4: Well, let's see. And what, I feel bad if she's fifteen that she was probably given bad advice somewhere along the way. But, Absolutely. Um, I think we could count on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Thanks, yeah. For the,
0: thanks for the call.
4: Oh, and by the way, I'm also horrified that they're getting rid of, putting in designated hitters in the National League. Well, i was always so proud of the National League for, for not having for a not designated hitter. not
0: having it. I, I, yeah. I, I never dreamed that would be a topic tonight. I'm, I'm going to see what other people think about it. That's So, yeah, so you don't like too. it. huh?
4: No. No, I always thought it was awesome that the National League didn't have it and that the pitchers pitched. I mean, I'm sure there's players that are real power hitters that lose their you know, ability to play, do some of the fielding at a certain point in their careers. So I understand that. I don't know. So I, there are two sides, but I, I don't know. I like to have pitchers hit.
0: I think everyone so. should have to hit that plays the field and vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you.
4: Okay, take care. Bye.
0: You're on the air with a sports phone.
5: Uh, thanks for uh, taking my call. I just wanted to uh, make a mention quickly for the Willits uh, Striders Club. They revived the Willets Classic 5K and 10 mile race today. And as a witness to the event, it was spectacular
1: the it was a running race today in Willits? is that what yes. I'm... okay yeah
5: correct a foot race and uh, I think the 5k will finisher finished in just over 18 minutes like 1808 or something like that ridiculous
0: so were there's were, uh, were there all kinds of... Um, just jumping in here, were there all kinds of divisions and age groups and, and all that kind of yeah,
5: stuff? Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. an under, like 12 and under, and then 12 to 8 or 18 to 13, and uh, adults from there on, and uh, broken into men's and women's, boys and girls.
1: And did that take up in Brook Trails at the cross country route where they mm-hmm. run high school races yeah. or?
5: No, no, it was uh, the a uh, little lake valley in, in from starting from the park uh, near the, uh, across from the library.
0: Okay, Do they have any ringers and, from San Francisco or, or uh, Santa Rosa? They have some really fast runners that came. They let them go first.
5: Anything like that? Uh, there were uh, there was I think the woman that won first place. She was from Clear Lake, if I'm not mistaken, and I think I heard she was just recently uh, state. Uh, qualifier or something like that, so she was smoking fast. So. Mm. And the guy, I think he the, that one uh, averaged a seven minute and one second per mile in the ten mile.
0: That's that's good. That's good. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, thanks. He so that's that. the... the what, what was the... Uh, who put on the event again, one more time?
5: It's the Willett Striders, and I also want to point out that they do a fall event. It's called the Turkey Trot, It's a, I think it's a 10K, but um, it may also be a five. But I know that it's a 10K, and uh, it's around the Mendocino Lake, like Mendocino. And it's a really fun, hilly event on a trail. And the thing, because it's a turkey trot run, you don't, it's not determined by who's first, second, or third. You predict your time. And the closest person to being accurate on their time is the winner. And you get like a turkey or some substitute variant.
1: Awesome. I would say maybe in the the fall, give a call back and promote the event. And we'll see if we can get some people from the coast to come on over.
3: We hope to do that. Yeah,
5: that's a great idea.
1: Thanks for the call.
5: You're very welcome. Thanks for the show. You guys rock.
0: So we got a couple texts here. Our good Dr. Patty, sports phone doctor, um, she says Russia as a country is not allowed to participate due to doping. So they're not in it at all.
1: That's, is, is that? I thought I saw name? that it was a Russian that had tested positive, but I could be mistaken.
0: Yeah, that's what she's saying, that the that, 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 that country is not allowed to participate, not just that one person. I, I don't I, I don't know. I don't have that those details. Where's Jerry when you need him? i can't Um, help
1: you out in that department sorry
0: (laughs) but i like this one um how about your favorite olympic sport there's a new sport dr patty likes it's called snowboard cross
1: did you happen to see it tim i don't know what it is i think i'm familiar with it and that four people kind of compete down the course and kind of a free for all from what i understand it's not you have to stay on a certain slalom you kind of oh it's head-to-head racing I believe so. It says the U.S. won the mixed cross race. Hello, you're
0: on the air. Hey, it's
6: the sports doctor.
0: Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. A little soft. Okay, a I'm,
6: in the, I'm in the car, so I want to make sure you can hear me. I'm just
0: going to turn you up. You just talk normal. I don't know if you heard okay. it. We we just talked. Your favorite? Explain the new sport, the snowboard cross.
6: Oh, <laughs> uh, well, first I want to go back to the. Russian thing. So, huh. the so Russia as a country is not allowed to participate. So their athletes participate under what's called the Russian Federation, oh. and like their flag, their flag is they're not even allowed to wear their flag. Um, oh, wow. And so the reason for that is because of the doping. And so now there's like potentially more doping, which is not probably not surprising. Um, so that was that. And then oh, so um, snowboard cross is, um, I mean, I'm not an expert on winter sports, but I watched it today, and it was just, they just snowboard down, like, through, like, a technical course. Um, like, it starts out kind of bumpier, and then it gets, the, the hills become kind of more undulating. And they, like, race. It's like four people race down this trail. So and ins- the mixed cross of... Sorry, but-
0: So So instead of timing each person individually they're um they're racing head to head and and the top two move on stuff like that
6: yeah 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 and then um and then mixed cross it's like the men went first i guess and then like if you finish with a good time then that then your partner gets then it's like a staggered start for the women and so the women you know if you still if, you, if the man finishes fast, if your male partner finishes with a fast time, then you get to start like a second <laughs> before, you know, the next person. And so um, no. it was really neat. It was, it's kind yeah, I kind of want to learn more about it. Um, and just kind of like the athleticism. It's just different than like when I think of snowboarding and like the half pipe and all those things. This is like a snowboard race.
0: <laughs> I like, um, I like, and, I like the fact they started this stuff in the X Games and i like the fact that they're 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 going head to head in skiing they're not just doing it by time everything looks the same to me when they do it by time i don't know enough about the
1: sport but i just love it when they're going head to head it's easier yeah, to see who's it. in front like with the time like you're saying it's hundreds of a second like my eye is not trained to know who's uh in front and who's who's winning <laughs> uh, compared to yeah. when it's visible of who's winning hmm.
6: Yeah, yeah, it was it was really neat, and I, the neat story. Uh, it was just really a really exciting race, and hmm. the neat story is that I think uh, the Americans won, and the man of the group. I think both of them are kind of like quote unquote old for the sport. Huh. But the guy is like in his forties, and this is his first gold medal. Um, that's and he's that's been Competing in the Olympics, you know. For a while. I know, I know. It was, and I guess like he uh, did. That he missed qualifying for another event that he was in and he, he was so sad and broken up about it and then he came out for this cross event just like pumped up and he he, <laughs> he had a really great race and his, his partner did awesome um so anyway, just, i'll send you the video jim it's, it's, it's hmm. really a heartwarming
0: <laughs> yeah i'd like to see it well, I got another call um, listen up we're going to talk uh, If we, we may get into uh, abuse and in training in, in high school sports I know you, you feel strongly about that after that wrestling story last week listen up if we get to that I'd love to hear your opinion on it later on tonight are you going to be around the phone yeah
6: yeah yeah I'm, I'm driving home from watching the game so, ah. so I'll, I'll be home thanks Patty
0: hello you're on the air Hey, it's
7: Jerry calling in on his way back from the Super Bowl party.
0: Wow, so, so you're in Portland, you're in your car, and you're calling back, coming from a Super Bowl party. We got Tim Anderson here. Have you heard any of the sports phone yet?
7: I have not. I, the game ended, I got right in the car.
1: Huh. Well, the, the... I'm no Jerry, that's for sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and, and, and the good thing is he's not trying to be, and we're doing just fine.
8: <laughs>
7: good, good. I'm glad to hear the show's going well. What have I missed so far?
0: Well, you missed the the biggest story just out of nowhere was the American League putting in the designated hitter. We got some. Two people have called, and they, p- people pretty, feel pretty strongly that that, sh- that should not be happening.
7: You mean the National League, right? The
0: National League, right, right, right.
7: Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of where baseball's going, though, right? right? I mean, it's kind of. What I think it's not exciting to see a pitcher go up there and flail around. Why not just add more offense and try to make the game more exciting? I guess that'd be the argument I would make in favor of it.
0: Well, that is the argument i sure. I, I assume. Yeah huh. what well, would uh you got any big uh, stories that that you've been following this week? So what else have we done here? We t- We did this day and uh, we've been talking Olympics here. I was I'm surprised how many people called up and um talked about the Olympics.
7: Yeah, I, I the Olympics for me are weird. Like, I I am not a Winter Olympics guy. Maybe it's just the sports that are involved. I don't know. There's just there's something about the Winter Olympics that it doesn't pull me in the way that the Summer Olympics does. I part of it is probably just because there's no basketball, and that's like a huge part of my watching experience for the Summer Olympics. Is just knowing when when the basketball games are. Yeah. And with with the Winter Olympics, it's it's just not the same. But that's not to say you know i won't watch something if i happen to be in front of a tv like curling was on the other night when i was at a restaurant i watched a little bit of that that's still a fascinating sport to watch but yeah i don't know i don't get into the winter olympics the same way i do
1: well growing up on the north coast where you don't see snow it's a little tougher sure. to get behind a winter olympic scenario yeah. for sure i can yeah. see that
0: yeah. i have agreed with you right on is that it- one of the most fascinating sports of all time for me is curling. I, I mean, That's crazy, just, talk. It is
1: just... That's the one where they use the brooms? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't seen enough and... curling, Tim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it is great. And it's so... Well, t- t- and, the,
7: and the focus oh. in the eyes of these people, when they are scrubbing those brooms and releasing the brick or the stone or whatever it's called stone it is it is some of the most focused athleticism i've ever seen if you can call
0: it that it's it, the is,
1: ultimate it shuffleboard like sport a, yeah have, have you never seen it live oh i've seen it on tv i've never seen yeah. it in person no i've not yeah. seen it live all right what 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 else we got through um when do playoffs start for you up north? We we start this next week with uh, high school basketball.
7: Uh two weeks. So we have uh, two games this week, two games next week. Speaking of our varsity level we'll playoffs, starting after that. That's
1: nice, nice. Mendo yeah, uh, is hosting two games this next week. Both the boys and girls are nice. playing at home on Wednesday.
9: So,
0: so what? That's that's Jerry's alma mater. What? Uh, what is uh, the Mendoza team seeded?
1: Did you see? Uh, I think the they're, they were both in single digits. Uh, actually, uh, somebody was 10. Somebody was a 7, maybe, or a 5 and a 7. I don't remember offhand. So they're both underdogs in the seeding category. No, but- no, because they were top 8. One of them was the girls, I believe, were a 5, and oh, they're playing the, after the boys because the boys were a lower seed but still got to play at home. Right, because of a league being a league winner. Yeah, this. Um, you want to go over these teams? Did you have all those details, Tim? Real quick. Uh, I know they play at Wednesday, and I believe uh, the boys are at five thirty, and the girls are at seven. The what about Fort, Fort, Bragg? Fort Bragg boys are going to McKinleyville on Wednesday, and the Fort Bragg girls are going to Middletown, who we've already played twice, also on Wednesday.
0: Aren't they a powerhouse in girls basketball?
1: uh that's giving them a little too much credit Too much credit? yeah <laughs> powerhouse i don't they know they won your league they actually they did they didn't lose in our league they so maybe twice. they once, beat us twice once in december though uh, it was the first time we had had a league scenario playing before um we were in control at their place late but uh couldn't couldn't pull it off i remember once when mendo was like the 14
0: seed but they had won their league this is back when we were in d5 and we had to play the number two seed, but we got to play them at home because they were second in their in a really good league, and we were first in a really bad league. Gets pretty crazy. That's, yep.
3: Huh.
1: And what what Fort Brad girls are what seated? We in, were at twelve, going to a five. So we were eighteen and seven. Um, but uh, the the quality of competition in our league was not quite enough to get seated any higher. As a second place finisher, do you know where you, what Ukiah boys and girls did? I don't think the g- boys made it. I believe the girls were at a six.
0: Hmm.
1: That's good basketball. D mm-hmm. six, D D two, D two. Hmm. What about Cloverdale? Cloverdale boys were a one seed in boys. They didn't. They haven't lost yet. Uh, Cloverdale
0: boys are undefeated right. in your league overall. Overall undefeated, and they're in the number one seed in Division Five or four. Correct, five. Well, they'll run into some private schools. They will. Huh? There's one for you, Jared. Cloverdale's back.
7: I, I'll still never forget the day that we were in the car together. This would have been my oh. junior year.
0: That's right.
7: Senior year. Senior year. Yeah. Yeah. We were in the car. My senior year. Uh, Great we story. Were, we were about to go to Point Arena to watch the Point Arena Pirates play the California School of the Deaf in a playoff game. We get about halfway there. And we got to 128, look, yeah? Yeah, yeah, we got to 128. We look at each other and go, is it Cloverdale playing tonight? And we instead go watch Cloverdale play St. Mary's, and that was a heck of a basketball game. Yeah,
0: that was serious, yeah. serious this, basketball. was really a really,
7: really fun game. Yeah, I think about Part of that trip was we ran into a bunch of friends of ours from other local teams. Like there were other teams in the area that kind of came to to support Clover. Not teams, but a couple players came to support uh, support the support Cloverdale. That was that was a really really fun trip. Yeah, the, the I would think the most the most interesting thing, uh, and Jim, I already told you this, but Tim that, that I discovered in Oregon basketball, and maybe it's just like a money thing. I don't know why, but Oregon does thirty two team brackets instead of sixteen.
1: Well, they probably have um, so, less sections or divisions, though, correct? They have six.
7: So there's, there, there's six divisions, but there's no section. It's just the state as a whole.
1: Right. So that that's, that's quite a f- bit less. that So we have 16 in our section, and yeah. then we go to 16 in a NorCal, and then oh, that sure, same sure, situation's right, happening right, right. In, in the southern. Right,
0: right. Um, yeah, maybe so that that's
1: why we're that. starting earlier, too. So you're saying there's 32 yeah in each division
0: total in the state. And we've got way more than that now that I think about it in California. How many different sections are there? Uh, and they all have 16. Three. Correct. Yeah. 707-895-2448. We're at the sports phone here. We've got about 25 minutes left. we got a w- wide variety of topics here from the Olympics to... Um, to... Uh, High school basketball and who's in it and who's who's not. Um, Jerry's calling in from Portland. Any big stories you would have brought up if you were here tonight, Jerry? No. No calls there. right now.
7: I think stands out. I, I don't know how much you want to get into, you know, your list of topics. I I will say, uh, in talking to a couple of my friends, some of the. Uh, the betting that was done during the Super Bowl was pretty hilarious. Some of the things you were able to bet on. Because I just bet on, like, the result of the game. But a buddy of mine, he did not bet on any scores for the game. He bet The bets that he played during the Super Bowl were heads or tails on the coin toss, huh. what color the Gatorade would be when it was dumped on the coach, and the first group of people that the Super Bowl MVP would thank.
0: And that that so he, was he did a, those were bets being taken by Las Vegas.
7: Yeah, yeah. So he placed those were his, wow. the bets that he placed. He did not bet on any actual football during the <laughs> Super Bowl.
1: <laughs> That's crazy. And if
7: anybody, and if anybody cares, it was tails, blue Gatorade, and he thanked his teammates first.
0: Was this like? Um, Was this like um, horse racing that he had to get all three of them to win the bet?
7: No, no, he bet them individually. A parlay. He could have have parlayed them together, but he did not.
0: (laughs) Well, the good Dr. Chico, she's simply calling that a gambling problem.
7: (laughs) Oh, I mean... (laughs) I think he did like $5 per bet or something like that. But he had a really, yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of funny. Like he just chose, I'm not going to bet on any of the actual game. I'm going to bet on all these little things that are totally random.
0: Yeah, that's fun stuff. Seven zero seven eight nine five two four four eight. 895 Give us a call. Bring up something in the world of sports. We've got Jerry on here from, from Portland. Um, Jerry, I remember the topic. Well, we don't have any calls here, let's, I mean, you've been wanting to bring up this topic. For a while. And we, you know, we, we have, you know, one of the more senior coaches in Northern California sitting next to me here, Tim. Sure. Introduce the topic, and then I'll take it from there of, of how you learned about this topic about um, uh, families and vacations and basketball. Oh, it-
7: oh, right, 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 right. So I saw this. Gosh, it would have been a long time ago at this point, over probably like a little after Christmas break maybe, something along those lines. But I, I, I've been sitting on it, and we've been thinking about talking about it for a while. But So I, on Twitter, on I don't season. remember his name, and, and, I, and I feel bad about it, but w- a, a really well-known in- 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 Southern shape. California high school basketball coach. I think he coaches in like the high-level Division ones. He put something on Twitter, and, and the tweet got deleted. So I, I don't know. I don't have the exact wording of it. But he essentially tweeted, like, asking parents and players to never go on vacation during basketball season. Kind of insinuating it was selfish and, and things like that. And it got, it got a lot of traction. Um because there were, it, it created two like very clearly divided camps, where on the one side you had the camp of, hey, it's basketball season, you're committing to playing on a basketball team, you're, you shouldn't be going on vacation, this coach is absolutely right. And then the other camp being, you're taking high school basketball way too seriously, family comes first, if they need to go take a week off, that's, you shouldn't have an issue with that. And it just created this really big divide on on, on Twitter, it like, and and I thought it was a very interesting topic because it was something that I had to deal with this year, still dealing with. I still have players that are that are missing for for other activities and, and things like that. And, and it's been a challenge to deal with. So, yeah, I, I thought it was a really interesting. What are
1: the consequences for your program there? You guys are at a pretty big-time Oregon program where, you know, you're ranked in the state. you got guys going to play at the next level on the regular. What what is the varsity coaches take? And is that a program uh, top-down type of decision? here's the consequence per this type of miss?
7: Well, it it was supposed to be. I guess that would be the way I would put it, Tim. Um, It it was supposed to be a a program-wide thing, but it got very complicated this year. So it was supposed to be kind of a a case-by-case thing where if someone misses, you talk to your coach. If it's not the varsity coach, coach talks to the varsity coach. You put together, okay, you're going to miss this many games type of thing. And it's... It usually was like, calculated out to about a quarter per missed team activity. So if you missed two team activities, you were going to miss
0: a half. Hey, Jerry, hold that thought for a second. I'm going to keep you on the air. Um, the phones are ringing off the hook here, but seeing your special, okay. we're going to keep on. you on the air. Hello, Frida. You're on the air.
4: Uh, thank you. So
6: I would love to hear someone call in and um, talk about the women's uh, Olympic speed skating um, competition and the winner, uh, the American woman who won, uh, I, I don't have uh, access to um, any of the visuals of it and I only heard a brief um, uh, NPR report about it but I'd love to hear someone talk, uh, call in and talk about that. About
0: the speed skating. I,
1: I can't comment so we're going to have to hope for a call.
0: Yeah, let's hope that, I hope so. Thanks. Thanks for the call. You're on the air with a sports phone. You're on the air with a sports phone. Yeah. I like listening
10: to you guys all the time. It, it, it calls me. We are talking about this day in sports. Father was born this day, February 13th in 1924. He was one of the, the highest ranked uh, track and field people in his state in high school, but then,
0: of course, he had... Caller, I might have hung up on you. Hold on a second. Hello, you're on the air.
9: Hey, Chris Woyta here, Santa Rosa Flyers Youth Hockey coach.
0: Santa Rosa Rosa Flyers Youth Hockey?
9: Yeah, this might be a little off-topic. I realize you guys are talking about other things. Do you want to hear yeah. About
0: what's going on? Yep. Well, All right. We're, uh, we're, we're definitely caller um, influence. You change the topic at any time on the sports phone. <laughs> well, there it changes
9: it. So, I don't know. My background I've been a Santa Rosa Flyers hockey coach, volunteer for quite a few years, maybe 15, 18, referee, everything else. So, Santa Rosa Flyers is a nonprofit youth hockey club. It's been around for about 60 years. And this weekend. They ho- they're going to hold their 25th annual Wine Country Face-Off Hockey Tournament. For anybody who wants to go down there and just check out a game or two, there'll be about 50 games starting Friday all the way through playoffs on Monday. So 7 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night.
0: What's the venue?
9: Um, so, basically, junior, your youth hockey consists of NorCal.
0: No, where, where, where are the games being played?
9: Oh, venue, I'm sorry. Venue would be Santa Rosa, uh Home, or, uh, home Ice, Santa Rosa, down there at uh, Charles Schultz's Ice Rink.
0: All right. Um, well, thanks for your announcement. G- give us a call next week and tell us how it went.
9: Okay, I sure will.
0: Thanks, I will. thanks for the call. All
9: right,
10: thanks.
0: Bye-bye. You're on the air, sports phone.
10: Yeah, I, uh, whatever. I got cut off a little bit. Yeah, sorry about that. So well. So after the war, when he came back, he went to the University of Illinois. He was a running partner for Herb McKinley, who I'm not sure, but he may have been a, a world champ. I mean, the record holder for the 440 for a while, and he was an Olympian for Jamaica. Herb McKinley was, huh. and um, that was the thing that came up. My understanding about this young Russian girl: is all the Russian athletes have to compete as individuals because they can't represent their country as dr patty was saying she was um they're bringing her up on this this drug business because she takes a heart medication that apparently she needs for a congenital heart uh condition and she didn't you know come you know tell them about it beforehand or whatever and that's what's going on and i'm it's about time you know American League's already playing the one thing national League might as well have hitters too I mean I love this guy from Japan who goes plays both ways they ought to do that in football like they did in the old days and if you're gonna if you're going to play offense you got to play defense you know this platooning trip is I think it's wrong
0: I agree I agree thanks for the call
10: all right peace
0: hello you're on the air
6: Hey, it's uh, The Sports Factor.
0: Well, you sound crystal clear now.
6: Yeah, no, I'm not driving, and I have a headpiece in. Um, so did somebody call back about the speed skating?
0: No, no. not yet. No, we, we could use... Oh,
6: okay. Yeah, so I, I think what the person was talking about was the record-breaking 500-meter women's race, which I guess is the shortest race in speed skating. Um, so it's a pretty fast race. And, um, not only like had an American not won that race, at least like not in a while, if ever, but, um, the hmm. person who won was a black woman and ah. there's never been a black woman who's won, um, at least that speed skating race. Um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, it's another, it's another fun one to watch, uh, cause it's fast. <laughs> You're I'm, not watching them go around the track forever. I'm pretty sure but, that...
0: Uh, I'm pretty sure that's what Frida wanted to know, because I did hear something yeah. about that story. Hmm.
6: Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh, yeah. I guess that if you, you you can watch the clips for free on on the internet, and it's a uh, it's a good race to watch. It's uh, it's pretty exciting.
0: Hmm. Thank, yeah. Patty. Thank and then what? Go ahead.
6: Yeah. Wait. What happened? I because I was busy calling and I can't call and listen at the same time. What was the verdict on vacations for um, athletes? Well, for high
1: school athletes, the, go ahead, Tim. We hadn't got there yet. I was uh, <laughs> inquiring about how Jerry's program deals with it, and um he was explaining I think it was a quarter per missed event, I think is what he got down to, but it was a little bit more of a case by case basis from mm-hmm. uh, than he anticipated as it was kind of a program rule for all. Five teams as opposed to just one. Jerry, you
0: still on the air? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Explain to Patty what your what your your program's doing. My program was simpler than that. If you missed a practice, you missed a game. That's that. That's how I did it.
7: Right, but where, where, so where I was going with it was where it got complicated this year was outside of tournament. Um. There's no Saturday basketball in, in Oregon. Like, they're, they're just there for, for whatever reason there is. And I, I think it's pretty common in California also. There's not a lot of Saturday basketball outside of end of tournaments. But with the, when, the, when the, the, the COVID spike happened, there was a lot of games that had to get rescheduled. And when you're dealing with this high level of athletics, you've got guys that are playing other sports during basketball season, and they're playing on, like, traveling teams and stuff, and so there started to be conflicts, especially with the lower-level teams, with my team and and the JV team, where they were, like, their baseball or seven-on-seven football travel teams that they're paying to be on had games at the same time as these Saturday reschedules and so it just, it just got really complicated with those types of things, and there was essentially a decision made at the lower level. Not the varsity level, but at the lower level that we just ended up kind of calling this year a wash, and just we weren't going to do anything penalty-related. I'm not starting a couple of guys because they've missed a lot of—they've missed some games, but, but outside of that, it just kind of became a wash this year. But in general, I think that The people that were on the side of, oh, family comes first that they need to go take some time off that they can, I think that's a little bit absurd and ridiculous. I think this year was just kind of a a very special exception to that because there was still... Yeah,
0: I, I, you know, Jer, Jer, Patty, Tim, I, I have this mixed feeling about the whole issue because I, you know, I coached for all those years and... I just saw so many students and families that couldn't wrap themselves around making a commitment to a group of people. I don't care if you call it sports or drama or or a club or whatever. So I, I made kids. I actually wrote out a contract. I had families sign it. I had kids look at it. And it... And it all I wanted them to do is follow the, what they agreed to do as a team. If you have everyone doing what they want to do as individuals, you can't have the team. So that's my feeling on it, Patty. I'm not sure where you were going with it.
6: Um, I'm sorry, I'm eating. Um, <laughs> I wasn't going anywhere with it. I was uh. just. I mean, I've been out of playing sports for a long time, and I don't think my family. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it was ever an issue for my family. I mean, we went on vacation, but I mean, usually in the off season. And I don't know if that was on purpose or if that was just because my parents were really busy and <laughs> couldn't go on vacations very often. Um, so I guess it's not, it has nothing I have any personal experience with. So I was just trying to, like, learn more about about
0: the issue yeah i took the i i took it as as a i saw these these this small school that that kids just couldn't commit to anything they tried to do everything and and i i just said if you want to commit to this basketball team the these real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna
7: get going it was a pleasure to listen i'm glad the show's going well thanks chair thanks everybody
1: yeah, I think for me, I, I had a very similar rule to Jim, especially as a as a younger coach, and and very much held that line. Um, but it it it's tricky. There there are some situations, uh, you know, split parents, and now you have a forced visitation over a holiday. Oof. Um, that one was, you know, I, I can't penalize a kid for something that the law is making them do and they, they need to see their, their other parent. Uh, but basketball is extremely tricky in that we play over three vacations, both the Thanksgiving break, the winter break, Christmas, and then also over ski week often. So, um, it, it, it gets challenging to, to have to, battle all of those situations at once and we're a team sport where we go after it and and continue to play during those times many other programs don't have the holiday issues and they are often more individually based and um you know track or golf and those kinds of spring sports that have to deal with the spring break. Um, often they don't even meet over that time, which is um, kind of crazy. Yeah, so that's- yeah,
6: that's that's really interesting. Um, and I, so this kind of this is kind of a, a little bit related to the um, or I'm just making it related to the designated hitter um, yeah. issue. One thing that I was thinking of, and I wanted to hear your thoughts on, is um, I don't know the idea of sports going from like a more of a generalist i mean certain sports being more like generalist where if you played you played you learned to play all the positions to now as being in a time where it's very kind of like sub-specialized and like what which sports do you think have been able to retain like a more generalist type of skill set um so yeah that's that's my question for you
0: yeah, they, I mean, you know, my, my first thing comes to my thought, you know, you, you start with track and field, which is totally, you know, individually specialized.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Football, you're playing positions. Baseball, you're playing positions. So I think it's natural to specialize in a position. I never even heard, even in the old days when I was young. I'm 67, and back in Little League, I don't rem- remember watching baseball players playing multiple positions even back then um
6: well but i mean with the designated hitter i mean that that was that's like an example of being able to play i mean not every position but at least like everybody at least having to know how to hit you know like that's a like one skill that everybody had to know how to do everyone
1: had to hit um right yeah
6: and in football like people would play both sides of the line you know i mean not And I think you. I don't really feel like you see that at all anymore. (laughs) So I think it's it's just interesting to think about like that evolution of sport.
1: That's one of the things that I really appreciate about basketball, and, I, and I'm certainly a, a biased person in in this realm. But um, you know, everybody has to defend. Um, everybody's going to take a dribble often. People, everybody's going to rebound. Like it's a, a situation where you get to be in multiple facets of the game, and the way that I teach it. Um, everybody's going to catch the ball with their back to the basket and do some drills, and everybody's going to face the basket. And I think it's one of those ones that um, at the upper levels – pretty much everybody has to be able to shoot the ball now where maybe uh, 10 15 years ago that was not the case there were more role type of players in air quotes there but especially with centers and forwards versus guards
0: oh
6: yeah, yeah. i was just thinking like i wonder if with basketball it's probably the only four where it's gone the reverse cuz it just <laughs> is ast- it's astounding to me to, to like i told this to jim so many times like I, I have a hard time watching the game now because it's just not the game that I that I recognize. Like everybody's shooting threes now, <laughs> it's, it's it's uh like like on the NBA level. So I wonder if like so that's kind of interesting. Basketball seems to be kind of going in the opposite direction.
0: Hmm. Patty, I'm going to take another call. We only have three minutes left, and someone's trying to get in. Sounds good. Thank Bye, you, guys. thank you, Patty.
1: Venture on the air.
0: Hey, gentlemen, how we doing this evening?
1: Just in the nick of time.
8: <laughs> oh, man, I'm so bummed I wasn't there this evening. Tim, doing a great job holding fort down.
1: Um, yeah, we got a, lot of, got a lot of
0: support here. Vince got a lot of calls. Jerry called in. It's been fun.
8: Oh, it's been a great show. I've been uh, listening the whole time, and uh, a lot of calls, a lot of great topics. Um, honestly, the two best winter sports, I think, the speed skating, especially the 500-meter, is actually a really fun uh, event to watch, and that snow, uh, snowboard motocross is definitely a must-watch if you're, if you're going to tune in. Um, I will chime in on the DH. I can't believe the National League is going to do it, and I think it's a mistake. It's great to have two different leagues with a parity and a difference to them and when they play in the World Series. It makes it that much more unique, um, and it's not like having a DH makes the American League that much better. I'm pretty sure the National League has one World Series with pitchers hitting so, um, you know, it's, it, I think it's a terrible mistake on, on that one. And, Tim, really quick, I want to say uh,
3: good
1: luck. Thank you. We'll take it. I'm, I'm, it's a little anticlimactic playoff-wise to go play somebody that you've already played twice, yeah. but in oh. the same realm, I love the draw. So uh, it's kind of a yeah. mixed blessing there.
8: And it's hard to beat a team three times, so you got that going for
1: you. I'll take it. <laughs> and, uh, and
8: really, and and also, really quick though, Tim, I want to throw this at you because Jim informed me the other night that Oregon doesn't have a shot clock in high school basketball. Isn't that crazy? How would that? How isn't that insane? How would that change your coaching strategy? Real quick, I know I only have like a minute left.
1: Um, I've never been able to coach a team to to. <laughs> be that patient offensively. <laughs> so I don't I don't it would be interesting. You know, the way that we try to defend people to have to do it for a minute and a half um oh. would be really, really hard. Um so I, I don't know. That's a great question. I'm the only one here that played every high
0: school and college game without a three point line or a shot clock. We're done. <laughs> We're done. We're running out of time here, Vince.
8: Well it, it's good to hear your voices. Thanks for taking my call.
0: Thanks. See you, Vince. Goodbye, Vince. Thank you. Well, Tim, we just, uh, as they used to say on Car Talk, we just wasted another hour. <laughs> <laughs> that went by really fast. Yeah, it was fun. Thanks, everyone, who called. Jerry, thanks for checking in. I'm glad you got to see the, the Super Bowl. Dr. Patty, two calls. That was great. Good to hear your voice again. Thank you, everybody. See you next week on the sports phone.